Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Only days after the 2017 inauguration of Donald Trump, furious Americans gathered at airports around the country in protest of the Muslim ban, but it was the efforts of the American Civil Liberties Union waging the fight in the federal court that turned the tide, staying the executive order on the grounds of its unconstitutionality. That is true. So true of the ACLU. They are always there in when, it, when it comes to fighting for what the American Constitution and the American spirit calls for. The documentary film, The Fight, had access to this amazing group of people during the period of 2017, 18, and into, it looks like, 2019. Uh, and out of that comes a remarkable look behind the scenes. Um, the film, The Fight, granted access to Eli Dupree, Josh Kriegman, and Elsie Steinberg, makers of the documentary, award-winning documentary film Wiener, access to their offices and into their lives as they waged their own battles against the Trump administration's determined effort to undermine American civil rights over these last few years. We're joined today by one of the co-directors of the, of the fight, and that would be Eli Dupree. Eli, welcome to Film School Radio. Thanks, Mike. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you so much for being here. And um, I am a card-carrying member, just so you know. <laughs> and uh, so I want to uh, congratulate you on this work. It is, uh, it is a, it's great to humanize the ACLU because so often over the course of these many years that they've been waging the, the battle for uh, civil rights in this country, they're demonized. They're big, they, so it's good that we get a chance to see a peek behind the curtain and see how they work. Tell me a little bit about how this documentary evolved to the point where we're going to have an opportunity to see it in the very near future. Sure. Well, um, you know, the, the, the project really started just, just a few days after um, President Trump was inaugurated. I, um, the movie opens with this scene on the, the steps of the Brooklyn courthouse right after Trump issued his Muslim ban. Uh, inside the courtroom, Legal Learn was arguing that the ban was unconstitutional. And outside, there was a huge crowd of protesters. And amongst them was um, my directing partner, Elise Steinberg, who I think uh, the way she tells the story is, is she knew the second that Lee stepped out into this crowd and everyone erupted in cheers, chanting ACLU. And as he announced that, um, that he had convinced the judge to overturn the order. Uh, the way Elise tells it, she, she knew right then when she saw the, 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 the how Lee was gobsmacked as a man who works in obscurity uh, most of the time to, to see that this like critical fight was suddenly at the, the, the center of the public discussion. She realized that this the next to Lee is where we had to be for the next, um, the next three years. And she, she almost kicked down the door of our office to come in and um, she went over to the whiteboard where we write down all of our ideas and, and, and wiped it clean and wrote, um, the fight in huge letters and said to Josh and, and myself, we have to get in with the ACLU. We got to follow the lawyers. And it was a no brainer for us. We're like, absolutely. We're, we're in, this is much better uh, a film idea than the Parcheesi movie. I think that we have planned. <laughs> um, it felt it, it, and it continues to feel vital 
and big and exciting and um, and important. Yeah. I'm going to, um, two things uh, to uh, add to that. Not only were they cheering after the announcement of the decision, but also they were chanting, thank you, thank you, thank you. And that, I assume that was to, to Lee, who was, uh, that was about. And also, um, I like the title, The Fight, because it implies that this is something that hasn't been settled. Sure. And I don't think it ever will be settled in terms of our, um, the struggle between the forces of the more powerful protecting the the rights of the less powerful. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the, the fight, it does, I feel like this movie sort of resonates, and, and it's spoken about in the movie. The, the, they talk about the cyclical nature of the work. They've been, uh, the fight for reproductive rights and immigrant rights and voting rights and LGBT rights, they keep coming up. And then we see these, the, the, uh, the ball moves down the field and then we uh, lose some yards. And the other thing that the fight is, is I think embodies, the title embodies, is that it's a personal struggle. It feels intimate. I mean, our, our approach to filmmaking is always in through the characters. We're not issue essayists. And, um, we don't tend to have movies with experts opining. We, want, uh, we wanted from the jump to tell the story on the ground with the people who, who were fighting, the, our sort of uh, the champions um, of, of these ideals. And really to make uh, this movie about law into a, a thriller, an action film, uh, because that's how it, it felt to us. And we were pretty excited uh, when the footage started coming in and we realized how dynamic the, the battle is. I don't know if that's true at every law firm. I don't know if in the Brooks Brothers places, if it's as fun to watch them sprint down the halls as, and scramble to get decisions and do strategy sessions about how they're going to you know, dismembers uh, someone in, in cross-examination or deposition. But, uh, but with the ACLU, it is, it's a hoot. <laughs> well, in, in that regard, it was great to see you, uh, you and your colleagues walk us through the, the uh, Washington headquarters for the ACLU and an opportunity to sort of get the tour. And what I, it was kind of a little quirk in the film, and that is each, a lot of the different, people that we focus on, they take us on their own version of the tour, which I thought was, an, again, another way of humanizing um, the, not only what they do, but who they are. And uh, I just thought that was a nice little touch. To oh, thank you. I, there's a, one of my favorite lines is in that scene where Dale, he almost whispers to camera like he's afraid of anyone hearing him. There are a lot more, um, I think there are a lot more tattoos and piercings at the ACLU <laughs> than at Department of Justice. That's right. Um, that's right. Well, let's talk a little bit about the individuals here. Um, but before we do, I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Eli Dupree. He is one of the co-directors of the film The Fight, and it comes out on January 31st. It's a release through Magnolia Pictures, so you want to be looking for this. It will be coming out in as a virtual theater release as well as and on demand, I believe there'll be all the usual suspects for you to try and watch this film on different platforms. Let's talk a little bit about these different, the different people in, in the film. Uh, I will just start with, you mentioned Lee uh, Gellert. Am I saying that? Am I get that? Gellert? No I, one really knows how to say Lee's name. <laughs> Even I feel like he mispronounces it too. I believe it's Gellert. Gellert. Lee Gallant, and he was arguing, just as we described, this immigrant, the Muslim ban at the very beginning of the Trump administration. Uh, also, we have Bridget Amiri, and she is um, arguing essentially under the Reproductive Freedom Project. That's part of her 
purview. And Dale Ho, who, uh, who is also, it's funny how much overlap I feel like I'm, when I say the citizenship uh, on the census uh, case, which Dale Ho was uh, arguing in front of the Supreme Court, how much overlap there is. Human rights, uh, immigration, citizenship, these things are all kind of tied together in our in the in the world we live in under the under the Trump administration, and lest I forget, Josh Block and Chase right. Strangio, they, those two op, um, argue on the part of for human rights, for transgender rights. Let, let's start with Bridget. Amiri, what was your takeaway, or in general, what was your takeaway from the kind of people who are arguing these cases on behalf of the ACLU? I mean, I have a deep affection for all of them uh, because they they opened their lives to us, and and you you know it's 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 you you really feel um, uh, how the depth of feeling that they bring to their work. I mean, she uh, Bridget is is very passionate about about making the lives of her clients better, and when um, she's she's fighting the case of Jane Doe in this movie, right. uh, this is a. a 17-year-old immigrant girl in detention who is being, uh, who's pregnant and is being refused access to abortion by the Trump administration's um, director of the Office of Refugee Relocation, a man named Scott Lloyd. Bridget finds it outrageous as, uh, as I mean, not to, not to tip my politics, but I do too, that this man um, is allowed to keep this girl locked up and prevent her from seeing her doctor. It's unconstitutional, and you you can feel the outrage and the passion that Bridget brings to her work as she really takes Scott Lloyd apart um, in deposition. It is it's it's viscerally uh, satisfying, I think, for for audiences to to watch her kung fu him verbally in the, the movie, and it makes me love her. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, you see her with her family, and you can kind of sense that she has this. I, I think she feels protective of her clients in a way that's completely understandable. Sorry, I'm going to spend too much time with each of these uh, uh, lawyers because I have a lot to say about them. And then, right. and, uh, well, and to that end, yeah, I, I agree with you. And there's a lot to be said about them. Uh, I, I guess one way to sort of frame that question a little differently is watching the fight. You get the idea that this is probably the one law firm in America that is under duress more than any other law firm could, I think, imaginably could be, right? In terms of, they are, it seems, they're constantly on the defensive. Their, their, whole, their whole reason for existence is to defend the rights of Americans. And we live in an environment where those rights are now under assault on a regular basis. Watching the film, I had the sense of these people being not a whole lot of resources beyond their own ability to and guile to be able to pull these arguments together. I'm not saying they're at a complete deficit, but they it just feels like there's a sort of a, a constant uh, sense of being under siege on their part. Is that a fair, sure. is that fair to put? Yeah. And I think that the, the other thing is that their opponent most of the time is, is the government. It's the, uh, the, the resources that the federal government can bring to bear in the courtroom is it's not, it's not Jacoby and Myers that they're, that they're facing off against. No offense to Jacoby and Myers. Who, uh, so yeah, it does. It feels like a David versus Goliath story. And they are very, very 
sort of human and flawed and, and small. I think a lot of the, the film is, you know, we see Lee, who is an absolute monster in the courtroom, but can't get his, his cell phone charger to work. But an incredible moment of suspense. It's, it's, it's amazing that, that um, what, what becomes a, a thriller when the, the, the fate of the nation is on the line and, and the attorney who's saving us all can't get his uh, um, damn phone charger to work. Um, it, it's, uh, he looked genuinely it's stressed. Fun. He looked Absolutely. genuinely stressed out about it. Or so. watching Chase Strangio trying to recruit clients while wrangling his child is, <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, I think we can all empathize. It, it humanizes them and it amuses me to no end to, to watch these uh, sort of masters of the courtroom flail about in, in, in real life. It's, it's, it's fun. And, and, uh, to see, and to see Dale Ho uh, presenting his opening argument to the Supreme Court in the mirror and really struggling to get through the first line or two in it and knowing yes. just how much stress he must be under. It, it really, you know, it just kind of just pulls you into their lives and into the, what they're doing. In the film, we see these prominent cases. And for the most part, which the good news is for the most part, they've come out on the winning end of these arguments, which is heartening to see. But I think you would uh, you would probably attest to the idea that this this fight is far from over, right? In terms of what they're up against. Yeah, and the bar keeps moving. I mean, you 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 saw the massive outpouring of public support when Lee was arguing the initial Muslim ban. And and I, I do want to say that most of of the story in the movie that concerns Lee is is not about the Muslim ban. It's about the the family separation. He he's the lead attorney in that that case where they're taking children away from from immigrants at the border. So there were huge crowds that, that first night, seven days into the um, Trump administration. But, and when they were knocked back on their heels, the Trump administration came back with a slightly adjusted travel ban. Um, they didn't call it a Muslim ban anymore. And then they tweaked it a little bit more and tweaked it a little bit more. And the crowds outside the courtrooms got smaller and smaller. And right now there is a version of that ban in place in, in the United States. I, I can't remember the nine countries that we have left, but that, they, the Trump administration has won that for the time being. So, you know, there are highs and there are lows. Um, um, and I think we want the movie to be hopeful and entertaining and shift the conversation. We want people to, to, to remain attentive. I mean, it's tough uh, uh, these days. There's a lot coming at us uh, and there's a lot of noise. Absolutely right. And to your point, and one other element that uh, is brought into the uh, into the film, the fight is the uh, the fact that the courts are becoming more and more hostile by virtue of Trump and Mitch McConnell's literally unfettered um, pipeline of of right wing, what I call radical right wing judges being um, placed on the courts, including the Supreme Court. We we have probably the most hostile Supreme Court of my lifetime, uh, potentially. I'm keeping my fingers crossed for the the health of Ruth Bader Ginsburg at this point, but nonetheless, it's the environment is is becoming more and more toxic. Absolutely, and it was a real surprise for us when Brett Kavanaugh, who uh, Brett Kavanaugh ends up being a character in the in the film, because it, before he was ever on the on the shortlist uh, to be nominated for the Supreme Court, Bridget and Mary argued in front of him on behalf of Jane Doe, and and. He was the vote that initially kept her from getting her abortion, Jane, from, from um, getting her abortion. There's speculation that that was his, in, in, in some legal circles, that that was his audition 
for the Supreme Court. And it was his uh, appearance in the in which we have in the film that led to him being tapped for the high court. So yeah, these things are important. They matter and they, they're changing um, our country and, and and honestly, the world. One last comment about that from, uh, from I thought he did something that was legally kind of insidious, and that was to delay the decision until it would have been too late for her to get a safe and legal abortion. I thought yeah, that, was, was, that was the kind of gamesmanship that we're dealing with, right? Yes, abs- absolutely. And um, it's, it's chilling. It's chilling. The fight is going on on a bunch of fronts, and and the the strategies, the courtroom strategies are are fascinating to me, and I hope that we made them uh, lively and interesting to audiences too. Let me underscore that you did. It is it's fun to watch in, in a, for a lot of different reasons, but the pace you keep up the pace of what's going on. You go back and forth between these different cases, these different personalities. It's really a, a wonderful documentary. I mean, in the same way, Wiener was wildly entertaining, and at the same time jaw-dropping in so many ways. This film is educational and it should motivate people to pay attention to, to what's going on in a more focused way. Uh, and uh, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. So I want to thank you so much for the work here. <laughs> I, I, appreciate, I appreciate the time. I appreciate the conversation. It's fun for me, uh, Mike, and um, hope your listeners enjoyed uh, the chat and, and I really hope they enjoy the movie. That's our goal. Well, uh, let me just... Uh, say thank you. We've been talking with Eli Dupree, co-director, along with Elise Steinberg and Josh Kriegman. The film is called The Fight, and it is being released through Magnolia Pictures, and it will be available on July 31st. And thank you so much, very, very much, Eli, for being here today. Thank you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.